Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, September 18th. S&P futures are trading flat. They have been pretty steady for the last couple of hours, very quiet in the US. NASDAQ futures are rallying about 39 points. That's about 35 basis points. Europe's major industries are trading down about 10 to 15%. Asia generally finished higher across the board. Mainland China was especially strong. So a couple of themes to talk about today. Um, Again, very quiet morning for the most part in the US, um, but a few things to note. So COVID in Europe is very much in focus. European COVID infection numbers have been rising for the last several weeks. Um, they're getting a lot of attention this morning. Got another ugly figure out of France. There is some chatter about how London um, could implement some incremental mitigation steps, given how their figures are about to cross uh, th- certain thresholds. So you're seeing epicenter stocks get hit in Europe, especially travel leisure names. You also had Ryanair come out and lower its capacity guidance for the month of October. So that's probably the most notable theme in Europe today is you are seeing some selling in uh, the epicenter names because of the COVID infection trends. Um, not clear if that will necessarily translate over to the US. US infection figures are are well off of the July highs, but they still are pretty elevated on an absolute level. They've been kind of plateauing now um, for a couple of weeks. Nothing all that incremental on the vaccine front in terms of COVID. You've had a ton of vaccine headlines this week. A lot of them contradictory. I think if you cut through a lot of the noise, though, the narrative is still very much the same. Pfizer is is still the most aggressive as far as sounding confident and knowing by the end of October whether or not its vaccine will be safe and effective. Moderna is hedging a little bit. They said they could know by the end of October, probably more November. Their trial is proceeding a bit slower. Um, we're still waiting to see the Astra trial, the AstraZeneca-Oxford trial, whether or not or when that will resume in the U.S. Most people assume it will resume. Most people don't think there's a big safety problem with that one adverse reaction in the U.K., but um, it still is on on hold. So I think, like I said, I've been saying for the last few days, if we come in Monday and the AstraZeneca trial is still on hold, I think people may start to um, pay a little bit more attention to it. Um, in terms of you know approvals and everything, again, I think the market... It's still confident that it will know by the end of October whether or not one of these vaccines is safe and effective, um, whether or not that translates into immediate um, emergency use authorization from the FDA remains to be seen. The CDC has published some schedules as far as um, distribution, et cetera. You know, they are still saying that, you know, assuming one of these vaccines is safe and effective by the end of October, it probably will not be until this time next year in 2021, where you're starting to see broad adoption in the general population in the US as far as being able to access the vaccine. Um, So that's kind of COVID, like I said, in in Europe today, that's probably the the most incremental macro theme for the day is you are seeing selling the epicenter stocks because of some ugly COVID infection trends in Europe. Um, So just looking at some other big kind of categories of news, US fiscal stimulus, again, um, still very unlikely you're going to get a deal before the election. Uh, next week is probably the last week that the Senate will be in session, after which Washington will clear out for the election. So unless you're going to see some uh, you know, dramatic action over the next 48, 72 hours, um, 
it's very unlikely you're going to get a deal before the election. I think the market assumes you're not going to get a deal before the election. Um, you are probably going to get something though before the end of the year. So I think once the election is out of the way, you'll probably see Washington um, be able to kind of come to some type of a compromise. But I just think the pre-election politics do not favor um, action, especially since, again, you're not seeing a lot of pressure being placed on Congress by Washington, by the economy or by uh, markets. Um, you are going to see a CR get published, so a continuing resolution, which is a short-term budget. The current U.S. government budget runs out on October 1st. Um, both sides have been um, working together to put out, a, again, a short-term budget that would avoid a shutdown. The short-term budget is due to get published today, and it will probably bridge the government until the middle of December, um, after which you'll probably see another budget shutdown at that, uh, another another budget battle at that time. Um, so again, U.S. fiscal stimulus, kind of no news this morning, should be neutral for the markets. U.S. monetary policy or just monetary policy in general, um, I, you still hear in the in the markets and then in some of the chatter about how people are still disappointed with the Fed from Wednesday. Um, it's, again, it, very unclear how anyone could argue that the Fed, which just promised to keep rates at zero, essentially, at least until 2025, based on their new uh, inflation target. They're still buying $120 billion a month of, of assets. I appreciate how some people may have wanted to see um, a longer term commitment on quantitative easing. Nevertheless, it's very, very difficult to sit here and blame the Fed for doing anything detrimental to the market. Um, so, you know, I, 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 there was another article in the, in the FT today just talking about how the FT, uh, I'm sorry, the Fed quote unquote disappointed on quantitative easing. That just strikes me as an excuse more than anything else. Um, central banks in general, the world's major central banks seem to be very much on hold for the time being. They're all doing. They're all providing extraordinary amounts of accommodation, um, but none of them are really likely to take imminent action, probably at least until um, you know the Q1 of next year. Um, you do have the ECB is conducting a review of its policy, similar to what the Fed just announced at Jackson Hole. That's due out in the middle of next year. But I think for the time being, central banks probably are not really going to be um, active as far as incremental accommodative uh, actions. Uh, economic data for this morning, there was really nothing major. UK retail sales a touch better than expected, but nothing um, that really is relevant for the US. Uh, US politics, the Biden town hall last night, um, again, kind of like Trump's town hall earlier in the week, I, it kind of went as most people assumed an event like that would go. It's probably not going to impact poll figures or the market. Um, it's probably not going to change many minds in terms of who they would vote for. Um, you know, I, Biden performed relatively well. Um, but again, kind of a non-event for the most part. Um, we are still waiting for this uh, Senate Homeland Committee report on Biden's activities during the Obama administration. It's supposed to be negative for Biden. Um, again, we're that should hit that could hit at any day right now. Um, and then after that, the next big event is still this. Uh, you know, the the first debate coming up on the 29th. COVID already went through. Uh, corporate commentary, no no real kind of earnings or earnings updates, headlines to note in the US or Europe. You had a few European M&A deals on the tape today, some actual and some speculated. Um, nothing that's terribly uh, you know important or that's really shifting markets dramatically. Um, banks are in focus today. So you had, I put out a big update last night on US banks. I won't go won't go into it uh, too much on this podcast, but the Fed is essentially conducting two rounds of stress tests this year. As everyone already knew, the Fed has been has already told the markets this for months. Um, this last kind of mini stress test will be take place in, in Q4. The Fed published the criteria for that test last night. The criteria shouldn't spook anyone as far as the assumptions in terms of the economy, et cetera, and the implications that would have for capital. 
Um, you know, the Fed right now, remember, is, is imposing restrictions on buybacks. Buybacks are um, are prohibited for the time being. And then dividends are, are, are capped at the level that were paid out in Q2. There's also the 100% payout ratio restriction. Um, no one is likely to have to cut dividends further than the ones that have already come out and cut their dividends. So I think U.S. bank dividends are, are, are safe. As far as the buybacks, I know there had been some hope that the banks would receive permission to resume buybacks in Q4. I would have to say that's unlikely. Um, I think the market for the most part assumes it's unlikely. Um, whether or not you get permission in Q1, I think there remains to be seen. But the Fed, by the end of this month in September, will come out and say whether or not they're going to lift the, the capital return restrictions or keep them in place. I'd imagine that they would probably say they'll keep them in place. Um, like I said, though, I think um, you are probably going to see either in Q1 or Q2 next year, those restrictions will, re- will be removed. And again, it's not like the capital is going away. It's still accruing on the balance sheet. So I think once the restrictions do lift, you will have a large amount of capital for banks to return. Um, but again, I put out a pretty extensive update on banks overall last night, um, looking at the stress test criteria, capital return, and then also kind of touching back on the Barclays presentations from earlier in the week um, and the whole group. In Europe, there was a Bloomberg article that hit at 5 a.m. Um, talking about how European banks could see the their restriction on dividend payments lifted um, as soon as January. So Europe, European banks are prohibited from paying dividends at all. Um, that could lift in January, according to this Bloomberg article. I think that's largely consistent with expectations too. Mild positive for Eurozone banks. You did see Eurozone banks lift off their lows when that headline hit. Um, they are still underperforming in Europe. Um, but again, so that's kind of, there There were a, a few bank headlines to note this morning. Um and that is it in terms of major news for the calendar today in the U.S. You really don't have anything of note. Um, a couple of economic numbers for the U.S. probably won't impact anything. You do have some rebalancing. You have uh, options expiration that can create some volatility. But as far as fundamental news, there's very little. Um, just looking into next week quickly, um, Powell will be testifying again three times. It's un- un- unclear why uh, Congress finds the need to drag him to um, testify at three different hearings. But nevertheless, he'll be on. Capitol Hill. Um, you know, like I said before, I think the Fed is very much kind of on hold. He may attempt to try to clarify some of his language around quantitative easing to the extent markets are upset about it. But again, I, th- I think that's very much, um, uh, you know, it, it's very hard to kind of complain about what the Fed is doing right now. You have the flash PMIs for September on Wednesday. You have a few earnings, including Nike, Tuesday after the close. Um, like I said before, last week's probably the last week that you're going to get any action on fiscal stimulus. It's still very unlikely to occur. And then, um, you know, the DOJ has talked about or media reports have suggested the DOJ could act on this antitrust lawsuit against Google by the end of September. So that could presumably hit next week as well. Um, I put out my latest thoughts on the overall market yesterday in the bull versus bear conversation piece that's on the website. And that is essentially it for today. Thank you for listening.